The training reports are in and the gaffer wants us to work on maintaining the consistency and add the pod preferred move of being brilliant. Hello and welcome to the Tempo 10. Joining me as ever is FM Samu. How are you, mate? Good week on FM? Uh, I'm good, and it was a very good week on FM, yeah. I uh, started off my my eighth season at Sterling, so kind of fair cracking through the, the seasons now. Um, probably not so occasional FM. I should probably think about changing the blog name, but uh, could be a rebrand could be on the cards. It seems like a, a season a week or something. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, I uh, the um, the new save collection dropped last week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think we, we kind of discussed on pod that um, I got my laptop back and I was starting to think of things, but um, uh, we dropped an intro last week and I've now got a, um, a team set, uh, set up, so I'll be uh, Vitesse Arnhem in the Eredivisie. Interesting. Um, yeah, looking at mainly sort of like a, um, an anti-football, pure sport kind of approach to the game. Um, I mean, my, th- my thoughts behind it are that usually when I play FM, I just want to kind of win or just play and enjoy it and I don't really know where I'm going or what I'm going to do with it so I think if I've got this specific way that I want to play as long as I can see that happening I, I'm okay and I, I know you know it kind of makes the training easier it makes the tactics easier that I know what I want to see from the team I think it's really interesting yeah so we'll see how it goes it could you know, it could, could all go to pot you know kind of after five or six <laughs> games but we'll see you probably get sacked. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, I've only wrote one intro post. Usually when you wrote three or four, that, that's when you get sacked. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think one thing that we can, that myself and Samuel can both agree on is that we're not very good at um, player traits, uh, the previous uh, player preferred moves. Um, so this week, Sam set us some homework, and it was to look into player, player traits and um, try and teach everyone and ourselves some lessons. So... What did you find out, Sam? How how you how do you firstly how did you use them before, or were they underused by you? And then where did we go from there? Totally underused by me. Um, I kind of yeah, like you said, I set some homework um to, to go away and and do a bit of revision and and look up look up things. Um, and this is kind of the exam, so I hope you've been revising. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think to- totally underused by me personally. Um, I-, I just said to you just before we started recording that probably less than a handful of times across all of the hours that I put into the last kind of three, four football managers um, that I can remember uh, kind of off the top of my head. So something that can be quite useful, I think. And, and that's probably why I, I, want, I wanted us to, to focus on it for a pod. Yeah, I think that's um, that's a good thing. I mean, you mentioned an exam, but I did my usual exam technique of um, cramming the, the morning after the exam to uh, make sure that <laughs> I knew everything. So I've done my research and uh, I know what I'm talking about now. Um, but one thing I did kind of pick up, I mean, for me, I, I, it's something I always look at and I kind of think, oh, that's nice. He's got that move. I don't really know what it does and you know how it mm-hmm. would improve my game as such. It's one of the you know I've, I had I do now have so little time to play that it's one of the things that falls by the wayside. But one thing I learned today, so if you're a complete novice like me, um, it's that the player preferred move doesn't give an extra ability but affects decision making. Um, so it, it's kind of um, and you have to sort of consider if your player is good enough to perform the action. I mean, you can't just sort of put shoots from long range on and then have long range shots of one and not actually. You know, and expect them to score. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, telling. I think when, 
than my, my jumping in point anyway. I was just going to say, I think when I was looking into it too, um, kind of the decisions attribute um, was probably quite a big a big thing for me that jumped out um, in terms of something that you should probably look at. If, if you want your players to, to, to perform a number of traits, then um, decisions is definitely a, an attribute that you should try and focus. Maybe your recruitment round, um, bringing in kind of more clever players that'll that'll decide as and when they they, they want to perform their their traits. Yeah, exactly. That's I think that's always good to have decisions in there. I mean, I, I don't know until recently how much it was kind of thought of as a as an important attribute, but it's definitely a lot of people now now see it that way. Um, so how do you how do you normally um, give a player a player trait? Is it through tutoring or training? So a bit of both. Um, I've well, like I said, less than a handful of times, but the couple of times that I've done it so far, um, I think there was one big thing that I did on FM seventeen player traits, and that was telling um, Oliver Burke to stop cutting inside um, because I wanted him to play on the right as a winger um or as a, as a more traditional winger um so obviously i just uh, went through the the kind of uh, training screen and the coaching methods and just asked one of the coaches to work with him to get that trait off of him um and then this season on fm18 i again went through the the coaching method and got a player learning uh, how to i think it was how to curl the ball um or maybe no it was curl the ball uh, no, it was places shots. Places shots. Um, I get those two mixed up. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Rog, um, my Welsh uh, wizard up front. Um, I've got him kind of placing shots, which I, I can't say if it's actually made a big difference to him. But um, it was nice enough to get him to learn a trait. Um, and I actually at the moment have a tutor trying to, to give a player. I normally just pick the bottom uh, option when we're when tutoring, but I decided to try and get uh, this particular trait uh, delivered to the the tutee, um and that was um dictates tempo um and he would normally play as my deep line playmaker which i thought was quite a good trait to have for a deep line playmaker so have you got to the end of the tutoring yet or is it not no happened? it's not happened so i'm kind of on tenor hooks as to whether it's actually going to be passed on um so we'll need to wait and see on that one i'll maybe report back yeah i think i tried it a few months ago um and um it, you know i got a message up saying has learned little amount from so and so so you know it didn't work basically which is a bit frustrating and and sometimes um i think the fact that that sometimes doesn't work and also when you're looking to you ask your coaches what they can teach them sometimes things are not there that you would want so that's why sometimes i just kind of i just kind of leave it and ignore it i find that the screen quite confusing i think it could be definitely made a bit simpler um when you when you go to the training screen and ask um a coach to to work with a player to learn a trait um, I think because they're all kind of comp- compartmentalized into different styles, um, maybe they could try and surface that a little bit better to, to make it a bit easier to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if this was ever the case. Uh, I certainly never found it. But does it tell you what the what it does? I know most of them are quite self-explanatory, but does it, does it tell you anywhere what they, they do? Oh, I don't know, actually. I think maybe if you hover over it, if they've already got one, then it might. Um, but on that screen, I don't think it does, actually. But uh, I could be completely mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, and, and obviously we know SI are big fans of the pod, so if that's <laughs> not in the game, maybe maybe put it in the game. Um, um, but one thing that kind of struck me about doing, you know, sort of looking into this is kind of the negative effect of it. And so, you know, obviously you've got your tactics all set up. You hit your kind of what you seem to be your best playmaker uh, in that role. But if he hasn't got the, if he's got a trait that's kind of going against the tactics that you're using, uh, for example, 
you don't want, you know you want to play short passing but he has you know looks for long passes or mm-hmm. or something to that effect then that's going to go against your your um against your chosen tactic so sometimes removing these player traits or at least looking at, at them so that you can adapt the tactics to him is perhaps the best way to go so that's something i took away from this yeah i took something a bit similar as well in terms of um two of the ones i really don't like at all um are kind of tries first time shots and shoots from distance um last year on fm17 i had a, a huge issue with the, the long shot claxon going off too many times during my matches um, teams were kind of sitting in against my Red Bull Leipzig and Red Bull Salzburg sides um, because I, I became like obviously the, the most reputable team in the league. So teams were trying to shop shop and, and not let us um, kind of play our football. Um, it's kind of a rare occurrence, obviously, when uh, like a first time 30 yard ping goes into the, into the top corner. But um, it was just painful sometimes having uh, my players shoot from distance anyway. So with, with the trait of having maybe a midfielder with shoots from distance, um, it would it would be just an awful um, kind of experience watching that in the match engine. So did, does it work while removing them? Uh, sort of better than adding them? Does it always happen? I don't think it did. I think it was just the, the if if it if it had happened and he had shoot from distance, then it just it would not have been a good combination at all. Um, with playing in my tactic at that time um, versus um, like how it was set up um, and how they were how they were um, playing as a player as well. Mm. I had a striker in the uh, save I did briefly in FM17 who had, I think, he had shoots first time as well. And I saw him, you know, especially in comprehensive highlights, you see him take these pot shots from everywhere. And to be honest, I, I dropped it. I dropped him, um, even though he was quite a good striker. But perhaps what I should have done is maybe try to unlearn that if that was what was affecting him. Or, you know, yeah. Maybe look at my tactics as well. Um, so, yeah, it's always a, a good thing to consider. I mean, there's, there's a lot you can consider when it's um, on play trade, but definitely removing one. Is uh, is uh, is good. Um, so what we'll do now is go kind of go through a few player traits that we would look to add to our teams if we can, or you know ones that we would find most useful. Um, so some of starters off with a few that you would like to see added to your yeah. player. Yeah. So I think my homework was maybe more on the offensive side of things. So I've thought of a few examples um, that would be quite ideal for kind of my my current four four two tactic, which I've been talking about over the last few weeks. Like like we've said. Um, so I thought the first one would probably be my centre midfielder on attack. It'd be quite handy for him to have arrives late in the opposition area. Um, I've already likened him to like kind of Paul Scholes esque um, character, and I think that would that would suit him perfectly as well. Um, kind of making that late run into the, the opposition area uh, can win the moments right as well, um, and makes him kind of difficult to mark um, when it does happen too. A um, couple of key attributes would be, obviously, like we've said, decisions already, maybe anticipation, um, kind of an overlooked attribute as well. Not many people talking about that on a kind of weekly basis on Twitter or anything like that. So um, obviously you want him to have a bit of finishing and maybe a bit of composure as well. Um, my issue that I thought of, um, obviously it, it would be great if it did have it, but I already see my centre midfielder on attack doing that anyway. So I don't really know what the difference would be if I did add that trait into the player. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, maybe he would sort of go too early, as it were, and arrive, you know, kind of try to arrive earlier, but arrive too early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, like you say, 
or whether he just wouldn't affect it at all because the tactic is so suited for him yeah, maybe. to do that job. And he's not... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, if if he's not playing in that role, or if he's maybe playing in a, I don't know if he's on the if he's playing in the deep line playmaker role that day next to the centre midfielder and attack. How would that affect it? Do you think? Um, like the diff- differing roles, um, and they still had that trait on. What do you think? Mm. Well, <clears throat> centre midfield attack has got sort of get further forward and. and things on hasn't it whereas the deep line playmaker wouldn't yeah well maybe maybe after he's played the ball he then would go further up the pitch and, and try and arrive into the box yeah as well yeah it was just something just something i thought of like how maybe he just does it even more often than he does now mm, yeah well maybe in these uh, kind of that 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 way of how the game is going so he wouldn't then go on if he saw the center of midfield attack going to sort of arrive into the box he would hang back I don't know uh, one to test as yeah. always we come up with lots of experiments on tempo and never never actually do them so definitely <laughs> test that um, so uh, any more that you would think of uh, I had another good one that I thought of in terms of kind of my wingers and maybe a couple of my strikers and that would be looks for pass rather than attempting to score yeah um I think that you, you see so many players kind of shooting from ridiculous angles during matches on on FM, um, especially as you said, like if you're watching it on kind of comprehensive or even uh, FM Grasshopper style ninety minute matches. Um, but kind of making the decision to shoot when there might be like a much better option, uh, like of a pass across a goal, or like I I feel like I'm constantly making hand gestures at the screen <laughs> when I'm watching like my team play, like in the direction of where they should have passed instead of shooting. Yeah. Um, so I think this would be a really good one but then again I thought of on the negative side that if I made my strikers learn it would it affect them in maybe a, a not so positive way um, like would they start maybe wasting good chances by trying to pass instead um, yeah that was the kind of like flip side of things that I was trying to think about too yeah that's true I mean there's been a few times when I've been sort of screaming to, for them to pass it across or square it but they've gone to score so you know there's, there's, mm. there's that element to it and you never know that the other guy's going to score it and and also, then you need someone who's maybe good at passing as well as shooting and scoring and things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like you say, you don't, you don't always, with these player traits, I always look at them and think, wow, that's a good thing to have. But like you say, maybe take a step back and think, oh, actually, is it going to impact my game in a good way or a bad way? Um, yeah. One thing that I would look to get into my team, maybe when I'm up and running, is because I'm going to be running quite a defensive and, and kind of negative way of, of playing. Um, I'm going to look to maybe get one of my strikers that the kind of defensive forward to, to have um, comes deep to get the ball. Yeah. Um, I think I think maybe that's good for me, obviously. We're not going to have many advancing uh, midfielders apart from wide men. Um, <clears throat> so it might, obviously, be a gap there. So I think if he came forward and, and kind of used that as a link-up play uh, between the two. Um, but then I need to find someone who's obviously got a good attacking movement and he's, I want the defensive forward to be um, like a Harrier, you know, like a, like a Okazaki or something who's, who's charging mm-hmm. them around the pitch, looking, you know, not, not necessarily scoring, but putting in these challenges, winning the ball back and putting people under pressure. So if he's going deep to get the ball and he needs creativity, I don't know if I'm going to find someone with that balance, um, particularly on my value. Yeah, definitely. One worth thinking about, isn't it? Yeah, it would be, it would be useful. And, on, and just from the name of it, that's what I want the player to kind mm-hmm. of do. But like you were saying, I don't want him to do it maybe every time. I want him to also, you know, be forward and, and kind of attacking well and, and, and putting pressure on the defence rather than going deep to get the ball maybe, you know. So it's something to something to consider. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that those the, the kind of role in that trait married up with one another with one another. Mm. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I imagine it, it is better for something like a trochotista or or 
that, that kind of role, which is you know, kind of board time playing it where they've got the creativity built into the role. False nine as well, maybe things like that. Yeah, yeah, quite. Yeah, that'd be a good one for, for those as well. Um, one more one that I looked, which was definitely going to help me out, uh, was um, Mark's opponent tightly. Um, now, I've, uh, one of my key key things that I always look for when picking a defender is to mark an attribute. Um, but this obviously is is something that you know it's just kind of like that extra fail safe that they that they're definitely going to be. You know, I want my play my defenders to be a defender and and um, and not much else. So <clears throat> I might look to put this on a, on one of the fullbacks maybe. So yeah. I want them to defend uh, first and foremost, and then you know if if there's if we're in a good position, then they can kind of get further forward a little bit and attack. But you know, I want them to sort of maybe mark mark the opponents a bit more um, and. And kind of marking and, and anticipation and things like that are not, are not normally the attributes you need for in a fullback, um, particularly the ones that are more advanced in these days. So I think that'd, that'd help them out, I think. I was going to ask you about either dives into tackles or does not dive into tackles. Would you rather have in... What, 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 did, have you picked one of those? I, I Yeah, I, I noted them down. And what I would prefer, probably, which would make more sense, would be does not dive into tackles. Yeah. Um, however... Um, I, I would like I want aggressive defenders and quite you know quite sort of want to win the ball back quickly and get over the pitch. So I think dives into tackles would be better in that that position, uh, especially if you pair it with the mark tightly um, option because obviously they're going to be marking the play tightly anyway. As soon as he gets the ball, dive into tackle and win it back. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of risk for it. I mean, it sounds like a very negative thing diving into tackles, but you know if you consider that you can win the ball back quickly and if you've got you know the right kind of aggression and, and mental um, attributes anyway and also you've got quite a lot of strength then that could definitely help and those are the kind of players I'm looking for so I think dives into tackle would be a, a good one for me yeah I think it's, it's a really good one like you said initial reaction of it is really negative but then when you when you take a step back like we've already said as well and, and think about it then it could be really useful especially in your situation if you've got kind of tight marking on as well yeah absolutely yeah are you going to be telling your players to get stuck in as well as in the tactical instructions <laughs> Um, well, I need to consider that. Um, I think I, I, I'll use it sparingly. It's one thing that I'll, I will definitely be using, but I'll, I'll use it sort of sparingly throughout. Um, I don't want them to constantly fly into tackles and, and be kind of, uh, you know, sort of too aggressive because, you know, I'm not looking for this kind of a, a bastard ball where I want to sort of break people in half. I just want to be defensive and tough to break down. Um, yeah. There's obviously, there's room on the pitch for a few players to be aggressive, to be strong, but, I don't. I think a whole team worth is not how I want to play. I don't want to be that the kind of. I don't want to injure players particularly, or or be that kind of uh, that kind of style. I want to just be solid defensive and yeah. build from there. But you know, sometimes it does happen. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the other um, major ones I'll be looking for is uh, possessing long flat throw. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that'd be a good one to train. I think for anyone who's got long throws, you know, very very Rory Delap esque and cause a bit of havoc in the box. Yeah, I think it was. For me. I think it was like FM fifteen, maybe, and Cesar Aspilicueta uh, was just an absolute demon with long throws uh, for Chelsea. Um, mm. And I, I just remember, like, I think people were struggling to play against Chelsea just because Aspilicueta had this kind of possessions, uh, long flat throws, and it was just firing it into the box, and it was just unplayable. Yeah, absolutely. I think set pieces for me would be quite important. This on this day, so I'm looking into sort of corners. To, um, uh, free kicks and things and try and set them up a bit of a better way to produce the 
the best scoring opportunities, obviously, without using hacks. Um, and I've mm-hmm. never really considered a throwing tactic, so you know, I hope that I can get you know, the big, big guys in the box, throw the ball in long and flat, and, yeah. and we'll go from there. So actually, this is a, doing a bit of research here has actually helped me maybe try and do that to a player, see if they can get it, get it, get it um, learned and, and make a difference to the team. Well, that's our mission accomplished already then, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. And hopefully someone else out there will be thinking, hmm, I'll try that as well. Can you uh, bring anything else to it? Or? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna mention two more things. So I think the one that I was most familiar with, kind of before that we got our homework, um, was shoots with power. Um, but that's because I've only kind of experienced that um, when a player actually scores with a powerful shot, and the commentary like points it out specifically. Um, I think he says. I think I can't remember the exact wording, but I think it's like he just loves like shoot like power in the men or something like that. Um, and I suppose that I've only really noticed it because the commentary is probably less likely to point out um, like when a midfielder's dwelling on the ball, for example, or when a winger's like hugged the line specifically well. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just quite an interesting one that like it specifically calls out that trait over any of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's a stranger. I mean, I've never seen it any other time, but I wonder if it happens to players who haven't got that trait. But um, yeah. it does seem strange to, like you say, to call that out or... But then again, I suppose, like, oh, he dived into that tackle. That would, that would be one, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Um, but um, again, I've, I've not seen it, and there's no testing <laughs> based on that. <laughs> we need to write down all these tests and then just never do them. Um, well, maybe someone listening back can uh, <laughs> note down and start testing it for us. <laughs> the other one I was going to say, and I think we were talking about this on Slack the other week, um, was I cannot remember ever seeing a traditional 1-2 happen in the match engine. Um, so I wanted mm. to ask if anybody was listening, if they have seen it, can they please gif it and send it to our Twitter account? Um, because I really want to know if it actually does happen um, and whether it is like worth getting that trait on maybe like a on my strikers, for example. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you say, like we've been saying all along, these these player traits are good, um, but obviously they need to we need to know that they work, and we're not just wasting our time to kind of do them. I've not seen a one-two, but then I've not had a player I don't think that does it. So yeah, please do send them to Samo if uh, if you get if you get one on the match. Um, was that about it then? Good? I think so. Um, I think we just need to go away yeah. now and, and get our players learning some of them. That's it. I mean, there's 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 a lot on there, and, and I think we better just sort of um, quickly mention our source as well. It was um, what was it? Guide to footballmanager dot com. Um, there's, there's a lot of good things on there, and I think you know, we, we kind of kind of. There's a good long list of uh, obviously all the traits and, and kind of how to how to go through them and you can maybe maybe think about your uh, your save on there. Um, so Sam, what's the next thing you're going to do when you log on next? I am going to continue the start of season eight. Um, so I've only played kind of one league match so far. Um, I have had a journey uh, in the Champions League qualifying rounds. Um, which has culminated in me qualifying for the Champions League group stage with Sterling Albion, um, which is just absolutely mental to say. Um, and my team kind of continue to punch above our weight and uh, overachieve. Um, and yeah, it's all down to my unbelievable management. At what point are you going to start kind of believing it and, and, and expecting it? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I haven't. I, I keep kind of like saying, like in blog posts and on on Slack and things like that, like. I don't think we're even like remotely close to be deserving where we are, but we we just keep just keep plugging away and just keep 
pulling out remarkable results in Europe. So um, yeah, I'll just I'll just kind of ride in the the, the wave, yeah. the rest of the wave, uh, and see where it takes us. That's it. I mean, do you want to tell people who's in your group, or do you want to have them read the blog post? Uh, no, I can say um, I have got Liverpool, uh, I think Monaco, and who is the fourth team? Uh, Benfica. Yeah. That's it. Um, so it's a tough, tough group. Um, kind of, I think if I was a bigger team, then I'd be delighted with that group. Um, you can maybe sneak a couple of results against Liverpool or Benfica, um, but Monaco are ridiculously strong um, on this football manager. I've found they've, I think they somehow they've they've kind of rival in PSG in terms of money they're spending on players. So yeah, I'll have a very tough ask to even qualify in, uh, for the Europa League um, after the group. So I'm, I'm fully expecting six absolute pumpings um, from, from each of the three teams. So. Yeah, so tune in next week for when Sonoma gets his uh, first round knockout round in the Champions League opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what are you doing when you're next on? Uh, next, time, next time I get on, um, I'll probably have to click continue at some point in this day. Oh my um, goodness, what, and, uh, what a moment that'll be. Two or three hours so far of um, just looking at the squad. And, I mean, it took me about an hour to choose a team, to be honest. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just, just deciding that more people are going to play, playing tactics and things. I mean, one of the things I've done is, um, you know, I'll explain a few more reasons in my, my post, but I've started in March because um, of the winter update and things. And, and it's kind of where I got to when I was playing in Colombia as well. So it kind of fit, uh, fits neatly into that. And, and also, I just really wanted to start halfway through the season. Um, but the next game is against Ajax. Um, so I'm kind of like, I need to be prepared that I don't get a, an absolute shark in there before I start. Um, do you think it's so, a bit too early for your defensive football to be overcoming Ajax? Do you think you'll, you'll, think you'll manage it? Um, as it's untested, I'd say no. Um, but as long as we can start to see things working, as long as we, you know, we're not just defensive for the sake of it, and we actually can cause them a few problems at some point. Um, we're at home as well, which gives us a hopefully a bit more of an advantage to kind of play our way. But uh, you know, I'll. My aim is for every game is to kind of keep the clean sheet really tight and, and then mm-hmm. see what we can go from there. Um, but I don't want to just sort of sit back for 90 minutes and, and then just end up losing one or two nil anyway. So the tactics untested, but we'll see how we we'll see how we get on with that first game. Definitely looking forward to the post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's us for this week, is it not? Yeah, all good. Awesome. Well, yeah, like like we said. Um, we've been talking about traits so if we've forgotten any that you really like then definitely uh, give us a shout on twitter um, at tempo 10 podcast um we have got mike on at according to fm and i'm at fm underscore samuel um thanks for listening